And if we want to talk about holiness, I think we need to start at talking about wholeness in here from, from our wounds and our hearts. You know, Moses had wounds from Pharaoh, didn't he? God, how will you do it? And what was God's response? What's in your hand? Throw it down. Throw down your identity, Moses. Throw down that staff where your hand fits perfectly. And your identity as a shepherd, your identity who you are, throw it down. And that rod becomes the power of God. And, and I, I think when we surrender our hearts in the deepest places, it transforms our identity. And an encounter, you know, restores things. And I think to answer your question, I think we need a restoration of our hearts from the wounded, broken, insecure, control issues, sin, walls, barriers, deep hurt that we don't tell anyone. Jesus didn't come to just save us from sin and give us head knowledge, but change the story of your life and my life. And I think that's the gospel. Welcome to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast, Resurgence Initiatives Podcast. Our heart is to see a movement of leaders released in all spheres of society and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Never before has there been such a need for good leadership. We're on a journey to be equipped, encouraged, and empowered. Join our conversations as we talk spirit-empowered leadership and see God's kingdom at work through God's people everywhere they go. Hey, we want to welcome you back to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast, Season 2. My name is Travis Salonia. This is Donovan Beyer. Hello. Donovan, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting back to these podcasts. Uh, I've really missed it. It's actually, I, I feel like Season 1 went so well, so much better than we could have expected. And so, just really looking forward to this next season. Yeah, we had no idea, did we, when we started this journey of where this would go. Um, we were just on this journey of we want to grow as a leader, a spirit-empowered leader, realizing that uh, God's spirit fills us and um, also gives us purpose and meaning and instruction, but leads us to lead our lives, lead our marriages, lead our ministry, lead everything he's called us to do. And so we've been on this journey We've been interviewing people. Season one was incredible at 12 episodes. If you've not checked it out, check it out. Ended season 12 with Pastor Rick Warren, which was um, still unbelievable. And even mm -hmm. I've been quoting some of the things from that podcast everywhere I speak because it was it was yeah. crazy. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so we're just excited, excited for season two, excited to continue um, talking to leaders in, in all spheres of influence. And um, as I mm -hmm. uh, preach different places, Donovan, it's been so cool. And I know you've had this too, where people come up to you and be like, hey, I just want to say I really enjoy the podcast. Um, it, it's mm -hmm. so cool. People are listening from all over. Um, and I know we said this before, mm -hmm. but in October, we hit number eight for Christianity in Canada on Apple. We hit number 14 mm -hmm. for religion, uh, peaked at that. And so it's pretty cool to hit the top charts on a podcast that, you know, I didn't even listen to podcasts before we started this thing. Mind you, be on a podcast. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on this whole craziness? Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of work, but it's been worth it. I didn't realize how much it took to edit every episode. Every, all you other podcasters are like, oh, yeah, we understand. We get it. But it's been so worth it. Every time I've been editing and going back through the conversations we've had with people, I'm just blessed anew. And, uh, yeah, it's been cool. Similar to you, Travis, there's a, a guy at our church who started listening to our podcast. And he said the episode with Doug Balzer really impacted him. And actually, like, it, uh, it, 
it kind of put him on a different trajectory in some ways, which is really exciting. And uh, it's just cool to hear that these conversations have been helpful. It's cool to hear that they've been a blessing um, to to random and, and lots of different people because they've been that to me. And so the fact that we get to share it is just such a gift. And uh, I love that there's this platform to do that. Yeah. And thank you to each of you that have been listening, have been reviewing. Uh, means so much that you would put a review on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't done that, that would mean so much to us because it, it just helps the ratings and rankings and all that stuff out there, the algorithm. Um, but honestly, it's so, so honoring to read some of those uh, those things and, and just hear from you. And so our website's liversurgeons.com. Mm-hmm. You can go to Spirit and Power Leader and send, send us a message if there's something you want to hear about. We've heard from a lot of people. And as we put together season two and still you know, looking at what season two looks like. We've really um, tried to take those those questions, those inquiries. Hey, you should get this person. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really excited of our lineup in, in season two. It's going to be amazing, Donovan. It's uh, mm-hmm. There's some amazing leaders we're talking to in the business sphere and mm-hmm. in all, all these different spheres and uh, it, it globally. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And, and one of the things that's been standing out to me as we've been kind of interviewing these people is, yeah, they're they're incredible leaders with incredible stories. But at the same time, like they all come from the same place, <laughs> you know, like they all come from a lot of that. Like it's trusting God. It's daily time with him. It's um, taking risks, taking steps of faith, you know, and and it's walking through doors that God opens and, and all of that sort of thing. So it's just been really inspiring, actually, to talk to these leaders, these people that in, in a lot of ways, like we have a lot of respect for. And but really, when you hear their story, it's it's all because of just their wholehearted yes to Jesus and uh, their openness to letting the spirit lead them in every area of their life. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be releasing these episodes this oh. season. And uh, and just because I believe that those of you who've been listening, like there's something God's put in you and my hope and prayer is that it unlocks in you something new. And, and even for you and me right now, Travis, like we're in a season of discerning and uh, how is God's spirit leading us? And yeah, there might be some big faith steps to take. And so to have these people speaking and just sharing their stories has been so meaningful and I'm just looking forward to where it's going to go. It's just very exciting. Yeah. And one, one of the things that we really, speaking of story, that we focus are focusing on mm-hmm. in season two, and, and we've heard this from people listening, said, hey, what we love about season one is we love the story. Stories of hearing people's mm-hmm. leadership trajectory, hearing their struggles or failures, how they got to where they were. And um, so we've really, we're, we're focusing, we're honing in on the story hearing stories, focusing mm-hmm. on the story, because I, I don't know about you, Donovan, but I love hearing stories. And so oh, yeah. um, it, it's it's interesting because you can kind of go, oh, I relate to that story. Oh, I, I was mm-hmm. there. I All mm-hmm. these things. And it's just, it's pretty cool to be driving your car, listening to a story of somebody's journey and then um, jumping in with some questions. And so that's been, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of our goal for season two is just to kind of mm-hmm. hear hear the story and see see what God's doing in in the midst of that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think uh, season one, we started out with hearing your story, Travis. And so uh, season two, we're going to expand on it a little bit. I know that for, for season one, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we went into Travis's calling. Like how how did God call you to the ministry that you're a part of now? And what are some of the ways that you've been led by his spirit all along? But uh, I know that uh, that today you wanted to share a little bit more of since you've been in ministry and, and even a bit about your family's legacy um, uh, in uh in being spirit empowered as leaders. And so, yeah, today I'm going to be the interviewer and Travis is going to be the guest, which is super Uh fun. No hard uh, questions. No hard questions. 
well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, but yeah, so why don't we dive into uh, a little bit of how God's been forming you, Travis, as a spirit-empowered leader. So 15 years ago, God put this vision on my heart. I shared this in season one, and it was the, the vision of resurgence. We celebrated just 15 years of ministry, which is incredible. Uh, but in 2008, when we started resurgence, there was this calling to invite people, invite the Holy Spirit, and invite people to encounter Him. I had previously been involved in leading youth conferences and helping lead those, the largest youth conferences in Canada, and before that was in engineering. And um, so this, this kind of new thing that God had launched 15 years ago was like, had no idea, like, what is this about God? It wasn't at the beginning a ministry. It was just some nights of services that five years in, we uh, got our nonprofit and became a ministry. And I went full time. And today now Donovan and I are on staff. And, and But it's this journey that, that was, how do we reach people, revive churches and release leaders? And, um, you know, at, during this journey, during the season of going many places in the globe, um, you know, gathering the church, uh, seeing God move, um, one of the things that I keep reflecting back on is an encounter with Holy Spirit, how mm. an encounter with the Spirit of God changes. And, and today, I, I, I want to talk about kind of my journey in the journey of holiness, because I believe that important to every leader, Spirit-empowered leader, is a journey of, of knowing that there's a holy God and knowing how we relate to that holiness, you know? Mm. Um Donovan and I, I think back to one of the Arctic trips that we did. It was to Cross Lake, Manitoba. And um, we were there, and there was a suicide emergency a number of years ago. A lot of teens were committing suicide. The RCMP told uh, myself and Stephen, who went, 200 uh, kids around grade 10 were being bussed out. This was the RCMP and Canada Police saying have been bussed wow. out because they're hearing dark voices saying to kill themselves. And so mm. this was happening in a community of about 8,000 people with 5,000 under the age mm -hmm. of, I think, 25, uh, a very young community. And so through Hunter Huntley Street and a few organizations, we went in to just walk the streets and kind of see what is going on there. Can we help in some way? And as yeah. we walked those streets, I mean, it was burnt out buses and cars. And, and I said to one of the kids, what's going on? And they're like, zombie apocalypse, you know? And I mean, it was just, it was, it was crazy. And so... Um, again, we, we ended up, I ended up meeting this kid at, at one of the community events and I said, Hey, could I pray for you? And he goes, I'm 13 years old. And, um, mm. he said, sure. He goes, I have a mass in my stomach. And so he took his hat off in reverence so I could pray for him. I prayed for mm. him. I prayed for his stomach, but Donovan, I prayed, like I prayed everything I had, like I gave him everything because I'm like, yeah. um, this kid is in a tough community all his friends are committing suicide or attempting suicide. Like I am giving him everything inside of me. So I prayed protection. I mean, I think he was looking at me like, how long are you going to pray mm -hmm. for, man? You know, mm -hmm. um, but at the end of that, I said, hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? A bunch of us are, we're getting some people together. We got a church down the road. We're going to invite, but I, I want you to invite some friends. He goes, well, there's like 30 of us that hang out. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, bring your 30 people. And so we got the text, the, the phone number of the leader of that kind of group of people. And yeah, we all hang out. Yeah, yeah, I'll get them all to come. So we ended up organizing some music. We There was a ministry team there. We ended up getting this church. We get there for seven o'clock. We're like, okay, we're going to have a revival service. God's going to yeah. move in this community. 
Um, and I you know you've been there before, Donovan, and I've been there where there are more in the ministry team than in the pew. Uh, there yep. was probably seven or eight in the ministry team, and there was two people there. Mm. And it was mm. like seven o'clock, seven thirty. I mean, we did testimony time and songs and more songs. It was nine fifteen, and there was two people, and mm. I was supposed to share. I'm like, well, who am I sharing to? Like, like it mm. just felt like okay, I'll share to the two. But it, it, it's hard to not be discouraged, you know. Again, yeah. we we go for the one. Jesus went for the one. You know, all this. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, where is this guy that I prayed for and his 30 friends? Mm-hmm. That's who we're here to reach. And um, mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden, at 9.15, the back door opens. Two pickup trucks pull up. I don't know how 30-some people fit in the two <laughs> pickup trucks. I don't know how it's possible. They showed Amazing. up. They're all in the back room of this little one-room schoolhouse church thing with a little boot room. They all come in. I'm like, ah, oh, so good you're here. I'm just about to share and the one kid goes, well, we're not staying. We're cold, we're hungry, and we got to go eat. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like out of out of my mouth came the words that I did not process. Well, it's your <laughs> lucky day. The ministry I lead resurgence is buying you pizza. It just came. <laughs> the Spirit of God spoke pizza. You know, like it was like, I, I don't even know where you can get pizza. There was not even a pizza place in this community. And so... Um, I said to the other guy, well, how can we make, and everyone's like, great, we're staying. And I'm like, great, now I'm going to preach the gospel and you're going to get saved, you know? And, but yet I was like, how are we going to get pizza? And the one guy goes, well, I'll call my mom and maybe she'll put delicios in the, you know? And I said, well, we'll pay for the delicios, you know? Like it was like, the, for those that don't know what delicios, it's like instant pizza or, or like oven pizza. And so yes. somebody went about oven pizzas. Um, I think the cost that night was going to be $138. Like it'll cost a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great. 138 bucks. They're staying. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear the gospel. So then I get up to speak in this schoolhouse and, um, there is not one kid paying attention. I mean, this is not a church crowd. This isn't a, Hey, they don't know any songs. They don't even know. Like, so every kid is on their phone. Kids are going out to smoke, banging their shoes with the snow off. Like it is chaos. And I'm just like, Lord, what do I do? And I asked, I just said, God, help me. I don't know what to do. And um, all of a sudden I, I prayed and I felt like God say, invite my Holy Spirit into the room and see what would happen. I said, hmm. okay. So I just said, I just felt to do this. I had never done this before. It's up to this point. In this way, I just said, who here wants to experience the power of God and the Holy Spirit? Hmm. All of a sudden, I had some attention. And kids start putting up their hand. Up, well, yeah, well, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every hmm. kid, I said, well, put down your phone. Put your hands out like you're going to receive and just say these words. Come, Holy Spirit. And every kid. And at that moment, I said, close your eyes. The presence of God is here. And at that moment, hmm. every kid, non-church, non-paused. There was, you could hear a pin drop in the room. And right wow. away, I heard the Spirit of God say, preach, like share my mm-hmm. word, share my word. And I just shared about Hagar and Hagar was running from God. And, and mm-hmm. she did not know that a God who saw her and there's a God who sees you and he sees your heart. And if you want to accept Jesus into your life, you can. And I just shared mm-hmm. the gospel, simple gospel. I think it was over 25 kids said yes to Jesus for the first time that Praise night. God. Wow. And and I learned something that the presence of God, the Holy Spirit is available. 
mm-hmm. if we're willing to draw on the Holy Spirit. And that's why when we launched this podcast, Donovan, we, we talked about it and we talked about it in every episode because we just don't believe it's some information because information can change your mind a bit, but mm-hmm. revelation changes your life. When the Spirit yeah. of God touches you, it changes everything. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's something that encounters you afresh. And we just believe that whether you're listening, watching on YouTube, you're on your exercise bike, you're in your car to work, you're on the bus right now, that the Spirit of God wants to come over your entire body, entire being, and fill mm-hmm. you afresh, touch you, that, that mm-hmm. the words that are going to be shared in this season aren't just some words out there, but the words that are going to change you, just like mm-hmm. they did in that schoolroom, and just like they did um, that night. And mm-hmm. and there's something powerful about the tangible presence and encountering the Lord. And um, to, to end that story, Donovan, uh, the, at the end of that night, you know, kids are responding, we're praying, the pizza comes, everybody's pumped about the pizza. We found a way to pray for almost every kid. Like, oh, do you need healing? We'll pray for you. Do you not need healing? We'll pray for you too. You know, like I found, we just made up things just like so I could pray for every person and our ministry team could pray. Mm. And I remember uh, I get tapped on the shoulder and they said, Travis, you need to come with me. And I'm like, I'm not coming anywhere. Like this is revival. God is moving. There's pizza. Like, like it's, it's best of both worlds here, you know? Um, why am I going? And they're like, oh, come to the boot room. Something's going on. And so I went to the boot room and um, crunched in the corner was a kid. And he's hearing dark voices, voices that are saying to kill himself, voices that have been attacking kids in this community, the voice of the enemy that's that's taken these kids out. It's a voice of suicide, voice of all this stuff. And I, mm. and I just got down. I said, hey, man, can you look up? You know, my name's Travis. And finally, I get the kid. He's he's kind of freaking out. And he looks up. It's the same kid that I prayed for at the community event earlier that day. Wow. And I'm like, hey, man, do you remember me? He goes, I do. You prayed for my stomach. I went to the nurse's station. She felt it and said, um, it's gone. And I said, Jesus healed me. She said, that's mm-hmm. not possible. Jesus doesn't do that. And I said, yes, it is. Jesus did heal me. And so, wow. like, crazy story. This kid yeah. is healed. And then I said, so what's going on? And this kid goes, I am hearing dark voices telling me to do terrible things. And I said, well, let's just invite the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so I just said, would you say, Jesus, would you speak to me? Jesus, Mm -hmm. would you speak to me? And then I asked him, I said, what's he saying? Hmm. He's saying he loves me. (laughs) Okay. What else is he saying? He says he loves you and he's thankful that you came here. I said, Mm. come on. And then I said, um, I said, you know, and, and just praying. And I just felt to ask him these words. Again, this is super funny and weird that I would say it in this way. But I, mm-hmm. I just felt like God say, ask him who his daddy is. Wow. <laughs> Which is kind of really weird. Like you ask mm-hmm. someone like, who's your daddy? I think maybe say, who's your dad? Like I was like, well, that's weird. Like, who's your dad? And he goes, why would you say that? And he got super defensive. And he says, I never say my dad's name. Because mm-hmm. he tried to kill me when I was three years old. And I have never said his name. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, man, I just feel like you need to forgive your dad. That's not mm-hmm. saying what he did was right to you. But that's releasing you holding on to that. And Jesus mm-hmm. came. He forgave you so that you can forgive out of that love. And I explained forgiveness. And he said this mm-hmm. to me, Donovan. He goes, I could never do that. <sighs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now what? And so I just felt 
ask, ask him to see what I would say. So I said, why don't you ask God what he says? I didn't mm-hmm. prompt him. I didn't. I said, ask God what he says. And so Jesus, what would you say? Jesus said he loves me again. And Jesus says that he could help me to forgive my dad. Wow. I mean, he wow. had a revelation of that on his own. That wasn't me teaching that to him. And all of a sudden I said, so do you think you could forgive your dad? He goes, I think so. Like going from like, I could never do that to I'm going to do that. So in that room, he said his dad's name. He goes, Terry, I forgive you of this, this, this. And he started listing it. And in that Hmm. moment, the presence of God came so strongly. I prayed over him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit in in that Acts 2 way, that baptism. And then he started to having a revelation. He looks in the corner. He's like, I just saw an angel and Jesus is here. And I mean, he's having revelations that I dream of. And something was happening in that room. And and I share all that to say is, is is a kid in that community in a very dark situation had an encounter with a God who was real, a God who was holy, a God who showed up and didn't judge him, but said, Hey, I'm going to help you forgive. I'm going to, I'm going to help. And all, you know, all we had to do is point to Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus did the work. And, um, yeah. and, and it's, it's that encounter that changes everything. And, um, and, you know, as I've been, I've been thinking about our podcast today, the thing that God really put on on my mind is there's a convergence happening, I believe, of being empowered by the Spirit of God, being a Spirit-empowered leader, but also mm-hmm. having a heart for the, the one, the lost, the, the person, the great commandment, the great commission. Mm-hmm. Rick Warren talked about that so well. Um, and, but then also having that, that, that empowerment of the Holy Spirit, but also being rooted in holiness. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we need to be empowered by the Spirit. We need evangelism, but we need holiness. Mm-hmm. And I think as leaders, and I'm calling every one of us that are listening today as a leader, that we need to ensure we're operating those areas in balance. Because, you know, the power mm-hmm. of God was given to increase our mission effectiveness. Um, but you can't sustain Mm-hmm. success or the fruit or the power without holiness. Yeah. Because if not, it'll break you. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen it far too many times, sadly, mm-hmm. um, with leaders that have been broken and, and, and holiness. See, holiness is an enhances a leader's credibility and integrity. Mm-hmm. And when people see consistency between mm-hmm. the message and the being preached and the life, of the leader that's living mm-hmm. it out, mm-hmm. I believe it strengthens the words. Yeah. Um, holiness is essential. It, it's yeah. it's the main thing. Um, and that's why I wanted to start se- um, episode one of season two, um, mm-hmm. talking about holiness. Is it is it the most mm-hmm. um, clickbait subject uh, to get all the views? No, I don't really <laughs> care. And we're not doing it for clickbait. We're doing it because <laughs> it's the most important thing. Um, because if our lives are not holy, if we, you know, and it's not do's and don'ts, it's not behavior mm-hmm. modification, hundred things mm-hmm. I shouldn't do. And I should be a special Christian and I should do all this. It, mm-hmm. it, can I suggest holiness doesn't start with me or start with you? It starts with a holy God. Mm-hmm. Holiness starts with God. Holiness isn't rooted with rules, but, but relationship. Yes. And, and I have found that, that my walk with holiness has started out of intimacy with the father. And, um, you know, you know, we think of Moses is in retirement and he's in the backside of the desert there and he ran away from Egypt. And then one day Moses saw a bush. Um, he says, I'll go over and see the strange sight of this burning bush. Why does the bush not burn up? See, Moses could have chosen to ignore it. 
but for some reason he went over. And I love author Heath Adamson, and he says this in his book. He says, the word in Hebrew means to perceive. The Greek version would mean revelation. See, many rabbis actually say, and this is what Heath says, is that the bush had been burning before Moses recognized it. It wasn't that he saw something that knew God was doing. It was he saw, he perceived, he had a revelation of what God had been doing all along. And, mm -hmm. and the light turned on. See, a holy God found Moses on the backside of the wilderness. See, mm -hmm. holiness found Moses. You know, Joshua had an encounter as well. He, he, he's with the commander of the Lord's armies. And, he, you know, he, the commander of the Lord's army says, you know, you're on holy ground and he falls face down, you know, the Matt Redman song breaks out, you know, and God's mm -hmm. glory fell all around, you know, um, that mm -hmm. was funny, Donovan. You should laugh at that. <laughs> okay. Bad joke. Um, no, it was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. And the commander says, take off your flip-flops for the place you're standing is holy. Mm. See, holiness is not cleaning ourselves up, is it? Being worthy mm. of God. Mm. Holiness isn't climbing a ladder or climbing the climbing wall at the gym to get there, um, you know, and saying, God, would you pick me? But here, holiness mm. starts at him finding me, him finding mm. you. And I think that's the reality. You know, it's by God's grace he finds us. It's by God's grace he picks us. It's by God's grace mm. I don't need to jump up and down. Um, and that's humbling. That's unfathomable. Um, I, I think of my my story of coming to faith. I shared in season one about um, about my story and resurgence and all that. But long before my life was here, um, my grandparents, my grandparents immigrated from the country of Poland in 1930s. And um, they actually ended up coming on a boat to Canada, a long boat. I can't imagine those boats in those days. And um and they would they travel for weeks to get to Canada. They got to Montreal. They came into the port. I you know, was a, a few months ago. I saw actually the port logs of where they came in. And they came in and they were promised land. They came across to Winnipeg, but they were promised land. They knew some people in Alberta. And so they got to the uh, Alberta, which is one of the provinces in Canada, if you're, if you're not from Canada. And, and then they went to a small town by train called Vilna, Alberta, a little small town. And the government was trying to get people to populate. So they gave them a parcel of land. It was all trees, 150 acres and said, it's yours, but you have to clear the trees if you want to farm it. So my grandparents like cut all the trees down, picked all the rocks, by horse and buggy and you know my dad was growing up picking these rocks and getting the land ready um but at 40 years of age with i think my grandma had seven kids at 40 years old uh my grandmother got really ill and mm. my grandparents didn't know jesus personally they they knew of god they came from um poland which a lot of people knew of god but they, they just didn't have a personal relationship with jesus and, and so my grandmother was given up to die at 40 years old. She was sent wow. on the train to Edmonton. Doctors looked at her and said, call the priest, get the last rites. You, you, you're not going to live. I'm sorry, Elizabeth Alonia, but your life is over. So she was laying in her deathbed in their one-room farmhouse. Life was over with seven kids. Uh, it looked very bleak. And my grandfather was out on the porch one night, you know, thinking about all this, thinking about the loss of his wife and mo the mother of his children and, and how he's going to have to fend on this new land by himself. And a neighbor came over and said, hey, there is an evangelist at the Pentecostal church. Hmm. Um, they're praying for the sick. You should come. Hmm. 
And my grandfather said, well, my wife can't get out of bed. No, you come. So my grandfather, he had nothing else left to try. So he hmm. went to that church service that night. There was an evangelist there. The evangelist prayed for my grandfather. And when my grandfather got home that night, my grandmother was sitting straight up in her bed, completely healed, wow. brushing her daughter's hair. Wow. And um, yeah, like completely Amazing. healed. And um, that encounter with God changed the course of my dad's parents, of mm. their family. My dad now went to church soon after that. They started attending the Pentecostal church. The, they got mm. a Bible for the first time. They start reading the word of God. Something changed. Why? Because they saw the spirit of God impact their family. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother was 40 years old when that happened. She wow. lived 57 more years and died at 97. Wow. See, God heals. And, and his yeah. presence, and it's it's something, see, God found my family. It wasn't it wasn't them searching out, but God found them. And and I always tell a story because where's the miracle? Was it the miracle that the evangelist went to that town? Was it the miracle that the neighbor came and invited my grandparents? Was, was it the miracle that there was a church there? Somebody had built that church. A pastor had responded to the call to pastor that church and invite the evangelist. I think it all works together and it, mm -hmm. we need, we need it all work. We all have a part to play. And that neighbor, mm -hmm. I bet that neighbor had so much fear going, oh, what if he says no? What if he says you're crazy? All these things. But because wow. of it, I am a believer today. I, I firmly believe that. Why? Because mm -hmm. a neighbor in the 1930s went over and said, come to the service. God yeah. can heal. Yeah. Yeah. That's just incredible. What a, what an amazing testimony and uh, legacy, really, that uh, that you have in your family. Um, yeah, I just I'm really inspired by both those stories, and and I think one of the one of the things that I was thinking about during that first story about Tyrone was um, Matthew eight, where Jesus heals a leper, and and I know it's a little it seems a little disconnected, but um, the reality of Jesus is that he is like the ultimate picture of holiness, right? Like. You want to look at what is a holy life. It's Jesus's life. And in Jesus's time, like they would have thought anything unclean was unholy. And so someone who is sick or someone who is going through or, or even like sinners, tax collectors, they they were unholy. And so the fact that Jesus spent time with those people was actually quite a it was a big deal. But the thing is that they believe that if the unholy came in contact with the holy, it would make it or the unclean came in contact with the clean. It would contaminate. Right. <laughs> But the reality of Jesus is that his holiness wasn't contaminated by the places that he went to. He actually brought and carried holiness wherever he went. And um, we have that same mandate and that same calling, I believe. It's it's kind of funny that we're talking about holiness now on our 13th episode because holiness, it's literally in Holy Spirit's name. <laughs> like we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so when we're led by the Holy Spirit, we carry the holiness of God. And that holiness is what enables us to to live out these encounters, um, not just for for ourselves, but for other people. And and it's just amazing, Travis, because you go into this community of darkness, you go into this community of um, these voices and the the fear and lots of like spiritual um, just darkness there. But the light in you, the holiness of Christ in you um, brings life to that place. And uh, and I, I'm just so inspired by how we carry that like and as the spirit leads us and as we are lead uh, follow his voice and trust who he says we are like we get to carry that wherever we go um yeah i just think it's really it's really cool do you, do you want to add anything to that 
Yeah, and I think, you know, I think encounter is um has to be first generation. Mm. And I and I think that's the thing that we have to every generation needs a fresh encounter. Yes. Every leader, every spirit empowered leader, everyone listening, every one of us, me and you included, uh, we need a fresh encounter. Um mm-hmm. holiness uh comes from that encounter and a holy mm-hmm. God finds us. Holiness isn't second generation or third generation. Mm-hmm. Um, see, you can't you can't impart the fear of God onto someone. No, and a fear of God has to be established in the encounter. And I think where we've got religion happening, and where we've got the spirit of religion and things like that happening, is where it's been like a generation encounters God and then puts it onto the next generation and says, well, my encounter made me live like this. This is what God spoke to me. Now you have to do this too. You don't do this. This looks like a Christian. This doesn't look like a Christian. And, mm. and, and I think that's where um, a new generation looks at that and goes, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. And, and what we're not doing is we have to be so key on bringing people to a fresh encounter. See, yeah. if I talk people into God, then someone can talk them out of a relationship with God. But if mm-hmm. they encounter God, not just in their head, but in their heart, everything changes. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't talk me out of it because I've mm-hmm. encountered him afresh. And uh, mm-hmm. we need a fresh encounter. I, I remember I was listening to a podcast, a leadership podcast by Craig Rochelle. He has an excellent podcast. Mm-hmm. And he talks about three generations of leadership. He's saying that the first generation have been the established people, the pioneers, the founders. First generation, they build something. They create the business. They create the thing. My grandparents, and I like to connect mm-hmm. this over. He didn't do this, but I want to extend this idea over mm-hmm. to the idea of encounter. See, my grandparents had an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they they had that thing, and uh, they had a healing. But the second generation um, entered early. They contributed, but they didn't start. They didn't have the encounter. My dad didn't. Mm-hmm. My dad saw it happen. But it was it was through my grandmother and through his mom. And so then generation mm-hmm. three or four entered late and they never had the blessing of seeing what it took to start something, what it took to have that encounter. And so Craig Rochelle talks about how generation two upholds generation one, but generations three and four are born into it and can be entitled. And they haven't had that pioneer mindset. And I think mm-hmm. that also um, we, we've seen that in the plateau of the church. But I also think we see that in the area of holiness, mm-hmm. where a holy God, if we don't have that fresh encounter, then yeah. we're continuing on our parents, our grandparents' faith. Mm-hmm. And that looks very different. I need a fresh encounter. I can't live off the Holy Spirit encounter of my dad or my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So what like, what do you think this holy holiness lifestyle looks like? Like, what is... What... Um, and what yeah. difference does it make when it's out of encounter? Because I know... For me, like when I hear the word holiness, I can often, and I know some people, it, it often becomes a checklist, like do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And it almost can become a religious thing. So what when you're talking about holiness and a holy lifestyle, what does that actually look like? And um, what's the difference between it being based on encounter as opposed to just like trying harder, <laughs> just to use the, totally. the reality of where people are at? <laughs> I, I think holiness brings wholeness. And and I, so many times I think we think encountering God means going up, going somewhere, revival, it's up in the air, it's above us. I, I don't know, it's somewhere out there. I always thought that. I'm like, we'd wait around the altar for revival. I'm like, God, where is it? You know, where are we going? And I, have <laughs> I, have, have I, as I pressed into the word more and pressed into God, I, 
I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's not an out of body experience, but I suggest that it's going deep within in our hearts. Mm. And Ephesians 3, 16 to 19 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, inner mm. being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know mm. his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. What's, what's God's will for us? I, I think to strengthen us in our innermost being. Where does an That's encounter good. of holiness impact us? Our hearts. Yeah. You know, Nehemiah built, rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem where the enemy had come in. The walls protected mm -hmm. the temple. And I, I think that's kind of an analogy or a story of our lives are now the temple. The Holy Spirit wants to heal the wounds, the attacks, the insecurity in our hearts, strengthen you and me, and call mm -hmm. us forth. And mm -hmm. if we want to talk about holiness, I think we need to start at talking about wholeness in here from, from our wounds and our hearts. You know, Moses had yeah. wounds from Pharaoh, didn't he? God, how will you do it? And what was God's response? What's in your hand? Throw it down. Throw down your identity, Moses. Throw down that staff where your hand fits perfectly. And your identity mm. as a shepherd, your identity, who you are, throw it down. And that rod becomes the power of God. And, and I, I think mm. when we surrender our hearts in the deepest places, it transforms our identity and an encounter, yes. you know, restores things. And I think to answer your question, I think we need a restoration of our hearts from the wounded, broken, insecure, control issues, sin, walls, mm -hmm. barriers, deep hurt that we mm -hmm. don't tell anyone. Jesus didn't come to just save us from sin and give us head knowledge, mm -hmm. but change the story of yeah. your life and my life. And I think that's the gospel. Mm -hmm. Can you just quickly talk about encounter um, just for the people that don't necessarily come from a more like charismatic background that might be listening that really want to, maybe there's a little bit of um, fear around the word encounter or misunderstanding. Um, maybe it's too feely. I don't know. Like when, when you use the word encounter, what is this? Is this just going forward in an altar and being prayed for? Like, I'm just kind of looking at, uh, yeah, I'm just curious. How would you flesh that out for people that they want this? They want that encounter of God. Maybe they've asked for it, but they don't know what it looks like. Or they, yeah, well, just could you speak to that a bit? That's a great question. So good. Um, I, I think, you know, um, the Jesus I encounter would be the Jesus I lead others to. And I right. think, you know, if I look at the encounters in the Bible, um, you know, I remember being 14 years old um, and I, I would read stories in the Bible. I'd read uh, all about Jesus, his life. And, and there was a moment where Jesus said, you'll do greater things than me. And I'm like, OK, is that just for me or is that just mm -hmm. for the disciple? Like, who's that for? Who are you talking to? Because mm -hmm. I'm like, if I really believe this book, um, these stories, uh, th there's like this calling to come alive. There's words on a page, but then there's this call to experience, to 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 kind of get into it. And the more that I, I read, the more I, I think it's Corinthians talks about how when you're in the spirit, things start to make sense for those that aren't in the spirit. It's like foolishness. And mm -hmm. and I started to go, oh, man, th there's something where it comes alive. And the, the gospel came alive. It wasn't just Good. a story. It wasn't just some words. It was it came inside of me. And I think for my analytical mind, the engineer, the one who likes my spreadsheets, um, the one who likes God to fit in his boxes, um, this was pushing my boundaries. And mm -hmm. I had to have my faith to go, okay, God, you're bigger than I, um, I see, than I know. 
and mm. and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the mystery of it. And I think yeah. um, to answer your question, Adam, and I think the whole you know the Holy Spirit came in Acts two. You know, we look at Peter's trajectory of his life and 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 that Acts two experience. He was there, and then he stood up with all his baggage, the things he just denied Christ, and he stands up mm. and he's able to point to Jesus. He he just points to Joel. He says, this is that. And 3,000 mm. people said it cut straight to their heart. And they said, what must we do to be saved? Wow. Something happened in the upper room that caused that mm-hmm. to happen. Because Peter mm-hmm. just rejected. Like, how does that happen? A life has changed. Then they go to the mm-hmm. temple to pick up this guy. I mean, he's lame and now he's walking. And then they're called before the Sanhedrin or all the people. And, and they're like, what's wrong? And it said they couldn't say anything because the guy who just got healed was standing there. Hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not normal. Like that guy had an encounter. Peter had an encounter. It's spreading everywhere. And so yeah. is it at an altar? Maybe. Is it at, is hmm. it in your room when you're all alone? Maybe. Hmm. Is it in your hmm. car right now as you're listening to this podcast? Maybe. Where, wherever hmm. it is, um, God isn't limited by a location. It's, hmm. it's I think, by our, our willingness to go, God, I, mm. I want more of you. And yeah. so I would just encourage if those that are watching are going, I want a fresh encounter. I want to know God that you're real. I want to feel your spirit. Of, you know what? Just, just repeat these prayers. Come Holy Spirit. Because every mm. time that I've done that, Holy Spirit shows up. And I remember that, that room in, in Cross Lake, Manitoba, you know, mm. with kids that are not church people, the spirit mm. showed up. And moving forward, I've just found circumstances where I'm in places and I just do the same thing, whether it's an airport lounge, it's a wherever. I just go, God, we invite your presence into this place. And Mm. it doesn't have to be loud and it doesn't have to be crazy. And, you know, everybody doesn't have to see that that uh, I'm a Christian. And but you know what? I, I think, you know, as we contemplate the glory of God, we are transformed and. Yeah. Um, you know, we are made in the image of a holy God, a good God. And I love Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now is the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with an unveiled mm-hmm. faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the mm-hmm. spirit. And I think as so we good. pursue the presence of Jesus from the deep places, mm-hmm. from those wounds, and go, God, come into my insecurity, come into my... I mean, I don't know about you, Donovan, but I have had a trajectory of leadership. There's been times mm-hmm. that fear of man has crippled me. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of man has held me back. Fear of what people think. Fear of what I think people think. Comparison, mm-hmm. all of these things, um, wounds, insecurities where I've had to go and repent before people and say, I misspoke. And uh, I mean, I am a broken leader mm-hmm. learning to be whole and what I've realized is I found it, as leaders, it's much easier to fashion God or tailor God in our image than allow God to fashion us into his image. Yeah, it, It's much easier to worship a God that I can quantify, qualify, and get my hands around than, around than trust a God who has his hands around me. And I'm going, God, like, what are you calling me to do? This is crazy. This is beyond me. This seems, and I, and I think there's probably some people listening today, um, Mm-hmm. That you've got a movement inside of you. You've got something that God is stirring and you're like, how do I get there? I've yeah. been there. We've been there. 
uh, mm. I, we're, we're in the midst of it. it. It's not easy to go, okay, God, what is my purpose? What is my calling? How do I get there? And, and it, for me, it's, it's come back to this moment of encounter of going, mm. my life isn't mine. Um, mm. It isn't my ministry. It's his, it isn't my dream. It's his and my calling. It's his and a great price was paid for it. And um, I need to get rid of the wounds in my heart because a wounded heart will draw people to me, not to Jesus. And wow. if I am not healthy, if I don't encounter a holy God, then the wounded heart needs attention that it hasn't found in Jesus. And mm -hmm. leaders are were called to be out of being, not doing. And mm -hmm. an encounter with holiness heals our heart. Well, that's so good. And, and even as you're sharing that, Travis, I was just thinking about the people that maybe there is a bit of a fear of feeling. Um, and um, what, what I sensed the Lord kind of leading me to think about was like, we can trust the feelings that we have because we're made in God's image. And, and I think on top of that, there's rather than following the, the feelings or mm -hmm. if you're scared to follow the feelings, follow the fruit. Like when, when there was encounters in the Bible, what happened? We saw repentance. We saw um, a turning to God. We saw empowerment. We saw people get saved. And so if you're like in a place where you've asked the Holy Spirit to, to encounter you, um, follow the fruit. Look at what that's doing in your life. And, uh, and I believe that you'll see that it's actually like God transforming you. Like Travis said in that Second Corinthians passage, like making you into his image. Like if, if, um, if the feeling causes you to repent of something, then I, I don't like, that would be from God, you know, like yeah. if the feeling causes you to want to be more bold in sharing your faith or going across the street, and inviting your neighbor to church, like that, I would say that's the Holy spirit leading you. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so mm -hmm. I, I just want to encourage even those of you who like you think encounter and you think that means like feeling and that's scary, like follow the fruit, um, see how, that fruit is leading you into see what it's leading you into. And, uh, and I believe if you're sincere in your walk with Jesus, uh, it's going to be really good fruit and you'll start to see some amazing things happen in your life as you walk in that way as a leader. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you want to, did you want to say, I'm going to have, we're going to have you pray for everybody listening soon here, Trav, but did you want to kind of say anything else before, before we do that? Yeah. You know, the thought that comes to me, uh, Leonard Ravenhill, um, he had some incredible books and in one of his books, he said this, there are three persons living inside each of us. The one we think mm. we are, the one other people think we are, and the one God knows we are. <laughs> oh man, and that's good. <laughs> I know. And when I, when I hear that, I kind of go, can I identify the false vision, the false self? And I want to ask you today, mm. as you are listening to this, there are things that a holy God wants to bring wholeness to in our hearts, mm. whether they're wounds, maybe they're painful experiences, maybe it's abuse, maybe it's a perception of an experience, maybe it's impactful events, maybe um, words spoken over you. Maybe um, I, I talked recently to a, a leader that said that they were under another leader that was very hard on them. And some of those things, if we don't deal with those rejection issues, those fears, those doubts, the control, anxiety, the depression, personal sin, if there's sin, mm. Uh, God wants you to get right with him today. I yeah. know that's maybe not the uh, most flashy message. It's the gospel. Yeah. It's what we mm -hmm. believe. It's a call to repent. It's a call. Mm -hmm. If there's sin in your life, get help. Get, confess mm -hmm. your sins to one another and be free and, and confess mm -hmm. them to God and, and find someone to walk with you in this. If there's church hurt, you know, so many times mm -hmm. as we're preaching, I, I come across a lot of people that have been hurt by the church, hurt by a pastor, hurt by a leader. It's, it's time mm -hmm. to get wholeness into that area, because if you don't, mm -hmm. those wounds will affect those, those lenses will affect. And 
Um, the verse that I have for us, and I think it applies to us mm-hmm. in 2024, is Proverbs 4.23. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Mm-hmm. See, the reality is in our lives we'll go through things like this. But how we let it impact us is our choice. We have to take ownership, mm-hmm. not suppress it, not ignore it, but allow Jesus mm-hmm. to come, allow the Spirit of God to encounter us, to heal these things. And so... Um, yeah, I, I, I want to pray, but I just, maybe we could kind of uh, close our eyes. And if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Um, but I, I want you to, even with your eyes open, mm-hmm. if you're driving, to reflect and go, God, is there any wounds? Is there any painful experiences? Or is there any things that today, mm-hmm. as listening to this podcast, that I need to ask you to come and heal? Is there is there some sin I need to confess today? Is there doubts or fears or depression? Is there things that um, that I need to give to you today. It's good. So I just want you to ask him that. And now I want you to just take that to him. And as he's revealed that to confess that to him. Hmm. Say, Jesus, will you take this? Will you take this and and show me who my true identity in you is? Yes. Show me any cracks that are in my foundation today that need to be healed Mm -hmm. so that you can use me to bear much fruit, as John 15 says. So, God, I, I pray for each person listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. today. I thank you. I thank you, God. It's you who call us. It's you who find us. It's you who encounter us. God, we we don't find you, but you're a God that finds us. You found Moses on the backside of a mountain. You found Joshua. You found my grandfather um, and my grandmother, and you healed my grandmother. and, And God, you're a God that finds us. You're a holy God. And so we just invite you today. We thank you. God, we mm-hmm. worship you. We, we give you praise. We thank you that you choose us. You pick us. We don't have to earn your holiness. We don't have to, God, we, we just, we encounter you. And from that, we want to live different. From that, we, we want to be holy because mm-hmm. you are holy. And so, God, I break off the spirit of religion. I break off things that we've picked yeah. up from other generations. But I pray today a fresh encounter, a fresh move of your spirit, that every single one, we would hear your voice afresh. We would hear you know, feel your presence afresh, that we would mm-hmm. know your love afresh, your grace afresh. And God, from that, there would be such intimacy and a relationship formed that we'd go, we don't, we don't want to live negative. We want to live That's and good. we want to bless you with our lives. Yeah. We want to do everything that honors yeah. you with our lives, our speech, yeah. Our, our, our actions, um, everywhere we walk, that, that it be leaking your presence, that it would be in intimacy and relationship mm-hmm. with you. So, God, uh, take us back to that foundation where we've gone mm-hmm. astray. God, yeah. thank you that you're setting us free from these wounds and these hurts and these insecurities and these fears today. I thank you for holiness that's bringing wholeness to our hearts today. God, we, we pray a blessing mm-hmm. over every single one watching, listening. Uh, tuning mm-hmm. into this podcast. We thank you that you've called them to be a spirit-empowered yes, leader, a Holy Spirit-empowered mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually was sensing while you were praying, Travis, Isaiah chapter 6, where um, Isaiah has a vision of God, an encounter with God. He's taken to his throne, and um, 
it transforms his life. Um, the first five chapters of Isaiah, he's saying, woe to you, Israel, woe to you. And then in Isaiah 6, he sees God. And the first thing he says is, woe is me, for I am unclean. Um, and it changes the trajectory of his life. And Lord, I just, I just, I know there's people listening today that are feeling, um, they've asked for this encounter. They've asked for this uh, moment, Lord. I, I just pray that right now you just break through anything that needs to be, that as they lay down what they need to lay down, as they repent, as they turn, as they ask, God, that you would meet them, Lord. I sense there's going to be people listening to this podcast who, like Isaiah, you're going to call to something new. You're going to call to, uh, to an, an increased ministry effectiveness, increased um, even in their businesses, in their places of work, God, um, increased holiness, not for the purpose of, um, of, uh, of, of anything other than glorifying you with their entire lives. And so, God, I just pray for an encounter today um, for everyone listening, God, that each person who hears this would, um, would just receive what their hearts are desperate for, what they're longing for, God. Um, that, uh, like Isaiah, they would receive, you just touch their lips with a coal and anoint mm -hmm. them for what you've got for them next. And, uh, Lord, I thank you that, um, you have really good things in store and I just pray for, uh, just a great, um, fruit, great fruitfulness out of this, uh, this time. Um, so we love you, God, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us, that you empower us and, uh, you don't just empower us to, uh, to live a life of trying harder you empower us to live a holy life that um that is uh a life of wholeness and so yeah lead us in jesus name amen yeah amen cool no thanks for sharing all that travis what a thanks for thanks for letting us into your story and a little bit of uh just the way that god's been speaking to you um just a real honor to uh to share and to hear that and um yeah, I bet this was awesome. I'm really looking forward to to what's going to come this season on the on the podcast. But uh, today, mm. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm thinking a lot about um, just the way that 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 prayer that come Holy Spirit can shift a room. Like, I think that's something that's going to go with me today, uh, especially as I go into places sometimes that, yeah, maybe wouldn't reflect the you know, the same values or the same uh, ideals that, that we have as followers of Jesus. But as a leader, we're often in these places um, just to say, come Holy Spirit and see what he does. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. 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 Thanks for everyone listening today and even uh, being willing to listen and tune in and, and be part of this journey. Um, it, it just means so much. And I don't think Donovan and I can express our gratitude towards our mm -hmm. listeners. Mm -hmm. um, you feel like God's given, you know, something, honestly, an encounter with the Lord really birthed this podcast, like us mm -hmm. praying and going, God, what are we supposed to do? And, and God put this idea for a podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, will anyone listen? You know, our, our moms <laughs> are listening, our, our wives <laughs> are listening. Um, but is there anyone else? And so um, it's just it's just been such a honestly a gift and honor and honor of our lives that that you would be listening today you would wherever you would uh, be tuning in uh, mm -hmm. and there's people I think in 27 countries um, like it, it's just incredible uh, that people would listen and so 
Um, again, we want to hear from you. We would love to hear um, what what spoke to you today. Would you put that either if you're watching on YouTube, put that in the in the chat below or in the comments below. If you're if you're on another platform, would you share this? Would you send it out? Would you? Um, yeah, let us know. You can go to our website, liveresurgence.com. Send us an email, info at liveresurgence.com. Like we would love to hear. We will promise to get back to you. Uh, we just love to hear what spoke to you today. What what are you excited for in this season? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, anything else, Donovan? Yeah, I think one of the things that I learn as we discuss this and have over the years is just how important it is to be surrounded by people who are running in the same direction. And uh, we're kind of in a process right now in our ministry resurgence about how do we create communities of people that are going for encounter. Uh, not just in Edmonton, but in other places too. And so yeah, I look forward to that as the season goes on and ways that you might be able to connect with uh, like-minded people. And my encouragement in the meantime is just, if you're really passionate about wanting to be led by the spirit, find a community of people that that's their focus, that's their heart. And, uh, and just kind of throw yourself in there if you can, like <laughs> it's way easier to do this sort of life with people that have the same trajectory. And, uh, and especially if you want to be a leader in that area, I just encourage you to to find those people and we're hopefully going to have some opportunities for that in the future so just keep an ear open for that um but uh for now just uh yeah like travis said like share um send us an email we'd love to hear from you and and yeah if you again our website is liveresurgence.com so any questions about our ministry or any questions about what god's doing and and resources are all going to be found on our website right now and uh and yeah our, yeah we just look forward to connecting with you and are excited about this community of leaders who are empowered by god's spirit and if you're a church pastor, a church leader, and there's a way that we can serve you, our hearts to serve the church, uh, resurgence isn't a church, totally. but um, if there's a way we can serve you in this season, we feel like God has called us to serve. And so uh, if there's some opportunities, just uh, send us an email. We'd love to, we'd love to serve or, or talk mm -hmm. leadership with your people or continue this conversation in, um, in any way mm -hmm. that we can. So anyways, until next time, until next week till next episode um we are so glad that you're watching and listening and can't wait mm -hmm. to jump into yeah. our conversation next time see ya thank you for listening to the spirit empowered leader podcast we hope that this podcast has encouraged you as an empowered leader this podcast is brought to you by resurgence initiatives our mandate is to revive churches release leaders and reach people we are on a journey and the dream God has put in our heart involves you. Learn more at liveresurgence.com or on Instagram at liveresurgence.